What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Danny J. Quick. And Morgan Iverson. Back with another episode, the season finale. Season finale. Of we gotta do that like a deep, like, reverb. The season, season finale. finale. Of Super Shorts Podcast, where we tell superhero short stories. Finish it. Sorry, it's out of my back. That's <laughs> So, we appreciate y'all uh, hanging up with us for these uh, nine episodes. Um, like we said, when we started out, we were just, you know, trying to keep each other sharp, trying to um, continue writing and, and see what we could do with these characters. Um, continue on. We wanted to do a full story because something that we have planned for season four is um is is a full story. And uh, it's, it gets kind of deep. Yeah, it's a deep one. I mean, yeah, I, I I I will say that I'm extremely proud of you know where the roots were for this and us just trying to keep each other busy in between getting comics done to us getting to the point now where we got a, an inspired narrative. Last season we did our entire season for just villains, um, and and people liked it. People liked the the input for the villains, but now you know to be able to do a connected story and have people tuning back in to hear what the next part is. Uh, it's, it's been a joy. Last last episode was very painful for me. I will not lie. <laughs> yeah, Morgan put everything he had into that last episode. Um, you heard him uh, snarling and growling and switching between human and beast. And um, yeah, and that's that's just how it goes. Sometimes you have to get in the character to to make the most of it because we want you to really feel the the energy of the characters that we write. That's what matters most to me, man. And Morgan's good at it. I'm not as good at it. So that's why I leave the hard work up to him. So, (laughs) um, and this is the season finale. So we have, um, you know, a pretty, pretty cool ending here for this season. It kind of leads into next season also. So um, hopefully y'all will stick around and come back uh, for season four. And um, hopefully. Yeah, y'all better. Ain't ain't no hopefully. Straight threats out here. Threats. So if you if you don't come back for season four, we coming to find you and give you the Rona. The, no, we're not giving the Rona. Yeah, we're we, not. I don't. I mean, I don't have any. <laughs> we're not spreading the Rona, around. I, I, I don't have any, but I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> you better subscribe. We're not spreading the Rona around out here. Like shoot you with the Chinese virus. That's what? How you gonna be racist I on the podcast? Everybody says no racist. <laughs> My dude being racist on the on the podcast. Look, that's terrible. Y'all know I don't believe in that. Terrible. I'm just joking. But uh, we we about to do uh, the last chapter. This one is called "That's Life." It's from the perspective of Ace Blade, and um, we're gonna try to tie it up all um all nice in a bow for you, but also leave a little bit at the end for you to think about. So, without further ado, the series, the season finale, um, "That's Life." We hope you enjoy it. Moans and groans erupt from the scrumming body of another teacher as I drag him towards where Lumberjacks and Shrapnel stand. I got two, Jack subdued two, and Shrapnel was able to take down three. Seven people in all, five staff members and two students all turned into mindless, bloodthirsty attack dogs, and Jax doesn't even seem bothered by it. How do they synthesize an antidote so fast? I know their team is good, but how could they be this fast? I wish they would have shared this knowledge before coming out here. I trust Jax, but I barely know this shrapnel woman and their oracle DL always seems too good to be true. How can I trust their team in situations like this? We're running into each other more and more lately too. Gutshot is trying to turn New Orleans into his own little money pit, and we have enough mess here to worry about in Vegas to stop him from crossing borders. 
Now here we are. Trespass and the trope are working together to try to take us down. Maybe we've done more harm than good by wearing these masks running around claiming we're helping people. Sometimes it seems like things were easier when I was just punching other professionals and only had to worry about fighting off bribes. That's crazy. Lumberjacks belts out as he half chuckles to himself. What? I ask as the almost inhuman male who just was clawing at his students like a feral beast laid comatose in a pool of his own bile and blood. Lumberjacks' artificially intelligent robot triage sits down beside the man and starts taking vital signs and samples. That thing creeps me out. I mean, <laughs> nah, nothing, man. I mean, just, just out of all seven people who went crazy, had this one thing in common, you know what I'm saying? He chuckles again. How is any of this funny to you? My head shakes left to right as I look around the scene. Groups of kids and adults group together as the police and fire responders round up the last stragglers. <laughs> no, no, man, but you gotta look at the bright side sometimes, brother Blade. This is real life right now. Like, that just happened. If he can see the frustration on my face, I turn away, but Mystic is right there at my side. I can see the frustration on his face. Something's troubling him. Is it that these kids are all his age? Maybe the fact that he knows that this was a trap. Or maybe it was that mysterious woman who was just in his head. Sheesh. Jackson is right. I gotta lighten it up a bit. I don't want this kid to lose his mind over the work we do. You wanna know what life is like, Jackson? I turn back around and face him with all of hell's fury clenched up in my jaw. My feet stomp right past shrapnel in young Harlem and I point my finger right in his face. Life is like a big old fart. <laughs> what? His eyes dark left to right as confusion springs into his eyebrows. Yeah, you never know what's real until you push it all out there. The half a second of silence is deafening, but Jackson's face breaks like I punched him in the stomach. The laugh he lets out is loud enough for the whole school to take note. <laughs> And just as contagious, too. Pretty soon, the whole campus is laughing, even though they couldn't all hear the joke. And the relief rests on Mystic's face. He's right, you know. Mystic lines up to my right as we meander back towards our transportation. Who? Lumberjacks, I pause. We can't let all this kill our spirits. We're going to be fighting one enemy or another every week. And the only way we can protect the people in this city is to protect ourselves. Not just physically, but we have to take breaks when we can and relax sometimes. Yes, sir. Mystic says as his slow trot becomes a happy skip. Good. Mission accomplished. Troper and Trespass are still on the loose. But the rest of those irregulars are back on their way to Black Hill. Besides the kids that those seven savages hurt, all of these kids and staff are on their way home now instead of to the morgue. I call that a good day's work. Aceblade, can you hear me? My hands jump up to my earpiece as Lady Luck speaks. Yeah, I'm here, Tuna. Hey, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist or anything, but something Lumberjack said got me thinking. You know those seven that just went wild? Well, I was looking for connections between the staff and students outside of the school, and it looks like they were all part of that medical trial two years ago when that virus came through. They all tested positive for the Racona virus and elected to receive that experimental vaccine, the one with the microchip. And you think this is connected? Well, I didn't, but I was using DL scanning tech to 
searched the cameras too and I found something weird. There's a substitute teacher there who is assigned to so many fake IDs that I don't even know which one is real, but her facial recognition scans link her to a badge that was made for the lab in New Orleans that manufactures the vaccine. I think you were right. Somebody set this all up. Damn it. I stopped in my tracks and turned back around towards Lumberjacks' team. I guess I don't have a choice but to trust them for now. Hey, Jax, I think I got something for you. Still smiling, I think he can tell my tone has shifted back, and so does his. He picks up his stroll and his team follows suit. The three of them jog towards Mystic and I and we form a circle. I guess I'm the quarterback of this huddle because I instantly kneel and reach into my belt for my phone. Listen, I'm gonna need your contact information. I'm gonna send you something. I think this may just be the beginning.